a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And the problem that God has with that is that he didn't command it or institute it. He, he, he only wants images that he commands and institutes to be made. And when he makes himself, when, it, when the scripture says that Jesus is the very image of God, then he has made an image of himself for us, Jesus. And if we were to not have pictures of Jesus, then we would be breaking the second commandment. But now all this rests upon this moment and that you must do the right thing in order to reap the benefits of this. If you're going to be forgiven, if you're going to be atoned for, if you're going to get the imputed righteousness of God, you must then do this. And and this is what's so terrible about what we call decision theology is that it, it takes everything away of the gospel and puts it all back on the law. I mean, this is a stop the press sort of thing to see God, you know? Wow! That's amazing! Stop the song! Tell us about that! That's great! Hey, it's like the old time uh, theme music. Yeah. Oh, it just warms my heart. <laughs> well, I was trying to fall asleep, but then uh, I was apparently me going crazy like that uh, is not helpful. Yeah, well, we're doing pretty song adventure today, so I thought it'd be apropos. Oh, yeah, good. Good, good. Do you know what else we're doing today? No. You don't? <laughs> uh, we're playing a brand new game today. What are you talking about? Oh, that's right. Which use of the law? I wish you weren't so sick. It makes me feel bad for you. <laughs> See, now you have to let me win or else you feel bad. <laughs> That's right. Which use of the law... Whoa, did you hear that? That's me adjusting my microphone. Yeah. Uh, which would, use of the law... You would think law, one wouldn't do that when he's talking on it. You would think one wouldn't, but one is not me. <laughs> I uh, uh, We've invented this game because there's three uses of the law, and so we're going to... You know, everyone goes nutty about the third use of the law, so we're going we're gonna to play a little game about it. That'll be fun. Yes. We got some email. We got an update from Lumpy. Hey, Lumpy is back. All right. I really yeah. like Lumpy. I wonder if we could get Lumpy instead of you. I don't know. I don't know. Would you, you ask him sometime you should, you if should he's ask looking him. for a, a part-time gig? Why don't you ask him when he's on the show? Okay. <laughs> he probably has... He, he probably... Uh, hey, wait a minute. My computer's shutting down. What <laughs> in the world? I just had John Wesley's sermon number 16 on the means of grace. I mean, Lumpy had it up here and... <laughs> oh. Gone. Logging off? What in the world just happened? Uh, uh, and then we're going to do some buzzwords, and then we're going to do some email, and then um, a praise song cruncher, huh? Yes. We've got a couple of praise songs. Uh, the Song of Hope and I Lift My Eyes Up. Um, you need to sing that for your throat. <laughs> Jane, you better be careful. I mean, uh, we got an excellent lineup today, so careful on the treadmill. But I think uh, Evan being sick Don't might... Worry. Um, I'll drag it down. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. A buzzwords. I got a buzzword for you. I'm ready. Uh, Capranitic. This Cap- is the, uh, you know, talking about the Capranitic eating uh, of the body and blood. This is the view. I, I think the Lutherans were accused of this at the time of the reference in their, argu- in their arguments for a real presence over transubstantiation. Um, or was it more, um, I don't guess I don't really know, was it more that, or was it more in their, their arguments against uh, Zwingli and the Reformed? 
Well, no, the, so the the Capernitic comes from uh, John six when Jesus was teaching right, in Capernaum. Right, but they were but the Lutherans were accused <laughs> of that. Uh, right, the, and the, and Jesus says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. And and uh, and so the Reformed would always and the Anabaptists would always accuse the Lutherans of of chewing up the body of Christ and all sorts of other uh, the kind of gross things that happen to your food. They would say, hey, you're doing all that to Jesus. Um, so that's a, the gross capernetic eating, they called it. So that was the accusation. And, and the Lutherans say in the Formula of Concord, Article 8, look, we do not have this capernetic eating. Uh, you're just being obnoxious. Right. So uh, it is the, uh, the teaching that the eating of Christ's body and blood in the Eucharistic, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Lord's Supper, is cannibalistic. Ooh. So, good luck working that one in a natural conversation. Oh, no problem. I think Lumpy will probably get it. Now, my <laughs> buzzword for you is Fons Error. What? That's F-O-N-S-E-R-R-O-R. That's Latin for Fountain of Error. Now, I know that because I put Fountain of Error into Google Translate <laughs> and had it put it over into Latin for me because I think it sounds cooler in Latin. Do I get credit I'm talking I about the, the English? No. Well, I get half credit, baby. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, things just sound more impressive in Latin. So I've actually taken something and Latinized it. I think that's kind of ridiculous, really. It is, really. Um, did, did you type in a, a bureaucrat into your translator and see what it does? <laughs> no, I haven't done that yet. But I But see, I always want to talk about the fountain of error. For example, the fountain of error of, uh, of uh, Calvinism, the distinction between the two calls. And from that fountain flows the error of this thing that we call American Protestantism. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my false error. I think that's right. Someone who knows Latin can probably call up and tell me how it should be said more properly. We're getting a lesson in French later today. So, man, look how, look how we're so diverse in our, uh, <laughs> we're so diverse in our, our uh, languages here at Table Talk Radio. We're getting French? Yes, yes, that's to come. Don't you worry, that's coming up. <laughs> I, but I, I learned, uh, I learned at our, our district convention about our uh, theology of diversity, uh, and so I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm incorporating it here on Table Talk Radio. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, we, we're. I mean, I think Table Talk Radio embraces the diversity. I mean, we have what? We have 17 listeners now. Yes. Right. So. <laughs> and then there's all you with and, different ears and me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. The, the, Diverse. I mean, we have huh. we have funny and not funny, smart and not smart. Uh, this this works out. I'm, Handsome I'm, I'm, I'm and glad, not so I'm much. I'm glad you're here to bring the diversity. Healthy and sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is Lumpy around? Tall like stature. Hey, can Lumpy? Uh, Lumpy yeah. Are we gonna do weeks? email first? Lumpy. Yeah. Uh, no, Lumpy's not here yet. Lumpy's waiting for his computer to reboot. So. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I will pull up an email then. I didn't do that because I thought Lumpy would be here on time. Yeah, sorry. I mean, maybe, you know, I, I heard from Lumpy, and he was going to cancel on today's show because he, he was planning to have coffee with an actual, true-life, living, breathing Methodist pastor. <laughs> but he wasn't able to make the arrangements. Uh, so uh, he didn't want to stalk the guy. So he was going to call and cancel. But then he found uh, he found us some more evidence. So, so and, he, and, he, and he had a few clarifying questions he wanted to ask us as well. So we're well, asking you, I guess. Good. All right. Kind of weird. Well, uh, if you're ready for this one, then. Um, trying to find. 
Uh, did we talk about this already? Who created evil? I think we did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah we talked about that one. All right. Um, just stall a little <laughs> bit more, and I'll find another one. We got. I should pull up the Facebook page. Come on, computer, you can do it. <laughs> Too bad I don't have a Mac. I mean, this, this is Table Talk Radio at its finest. I'll tell you. Uh, Google Plus. Are you gonna get Google the Google Plus? No, I'm not. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, it is an amazing how many people want you to be on Facebook. It's become a. I, I'm afraid to say it's be, it's become an obsession with a few people. Yeah, this, uh, but this getting is, you this onto is the, Facebook. This is the kind of thing that. Uh, that uh, you know, Facebook does to people. You know, you just like this. What kind of thing does it do? Uh, like, there's someone who doesn't want to be in our club. Oh no, what's gonna happen? <laughs> we, we better keep asking him if he'll join our club and let, until he does. Uh, I don't. I don't think we have any new emails. I'm sorry to say. Are you serious? Oh, well, the, you better give everyone our email address. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I'll just you know say that for the next. Uh, no, it's coming up here. Okay. The lumpy's almost here. Questions. Uh, oh, and then uh, I also wanted to tell everyone, and I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I wanted to remind everyone that I'm going on this trip. But, okay, what's the email address then? Uh, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You know, you could tell people the email address too. Uh, questions at tabletalkradio.org. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, uh, this trip that I, you know, Saint Paul, uh, this tours of Saint Paul trip. Um, Jesus says, beginning of Acts. Remember this? Um, you will be my witnesses in Judea, uh, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And that really unfolds in the ministry of Saint Paul, as we have it in Acts. Now, it, it unfolded with the ministry of all the apostles, but we just have the account of Saint Paul, and he, and he expands the kingdom of God, um, it, and it goes north. Uh, and then it goes and it heads straight uh, west over the Sea of Galilee out into Asia, Asia Minor, Turkey. And then Paul keeps going over into Greece. Uh, and then eventually it goes all the way over to Rome. So we have this trip planned, uh, Steps of St. Paul, and we leave probably a year from when you're listening to the show. We, we, we're going to leave October 31st, 2012 uh, from Denver. We fly into Istanbul. And then we we go down to uh, Troas and see the ruins of Troy, Canaacle. We spend some time in Ephesus, Pergamum, Ismir, which is the old Smyrna. Then we get on a cruise uh, ship and we and we go for four days and we see Rhodes, Patmos, where John had the revelation, uh, Crete, Santorini, and then and then we go into into the mainland in Greece and we uh, visit Athens and then spend a day in Corinth and then back a free day in Athens and then we fly home. Uh, so this is a really fantastic thing. If you want to come, uh, then you can s- shoot me an email. I, I, my email is prbw at Table Talk Radio, and I'll send you um, some information about that. So it's good that you know oh, your, your own email address. That's nice. Yeah. Hey, don't yeah, worry. After this, we'll see if uh, Lumpy will grace <laughs> us Lumpy's with his presence. Lumpy's ready to go. Uh, because uh, I'm sure he'll be ready by then. You know, Pastor Wolfmuller's computer dies, and somehow Lumpy disappears. That's amazing. How that <laughs> You're listening to Table Talk Radio, and we will be right back with Lumpy and playing Which Use of the Law right after this commercial break. Don't go away.
listening to Table Talk Radio. Never imitated, never duplicated. Hey, you're going to Istanbul. Exciting. All right. You're going to be playing. Hey, you know, song. like 98% of the things that happened in world history happened in Istanbul. I'm I sure mean, 98% is not. Istanbul. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you, you know, you know, Troy, where they had the Trojan War. You know that place? I saw the it's movie. It's just right over the <laughs> with Brad Pitt. It's uh. <laughs> It's just like 10 feet away from, uh, well, maybe a little further. It's just right down the road from uh, uh, Istanbul. I mean, it's amazing. everything's just right there in Turkey. It's incredible. I was doing a little work on, you know, history of Turkey. And it and it's just the same. It just happens to be the history of Turkey and the history of Greece just happens to be the same as the history of the world. <laughs> it's the same thing. How long is the, uh, the plane ride over there? I don't know. Why? Yeah, I, not everyone uh, has to sit by me. See, Carrie will sit by me. So, oh, well, she's doing a wonderful service to her neighbor. Uh, I was just That's wondering right. how many times you could listen to that song in the plane ride. Istanbul. <laughs> I think uh, you know Pastor Graf and his wife Elaine. You, our listeners are familiar with Pastor Graf. He's uh, fantastic, and down in Albuquerque, he's coming too. The price, by the way, the price, the price is just under three thousand dollars per person, which is airfare and everything. So, people should come. It'll be a nice trip. Do they get Table Talk Radio shirts if they come? Yeah, yeah. are you going to send some along? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'll help you out. If, uh, if you tell, when you register, if you tell them that you heard on Table Talk Radio, we'll give you a shirt. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good deal. <laughs> All right, now I get to pick what shirt you wear. <laughs> Can you see me uh, in like the Basilica in uh, Istanbul? You know, this beautiful, old, ancient, huge, massive thing. With a table talk radio shirt, now you'd be wearing. I don't want to be a gnostic. You'd be wearing. I don't know what the Muslims will think when I wear my. I don't want to be a gnostic shirt all around. No, you'd or be into Greece, you know. You'd be wearing the maternity table talk radio shirt. And <laughs> <laughs> have the have the logo right on the belly. Start, <laughs> if I don't start exercising, it's going to be appropriate. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get to right. our show now? Hey, hey, look, there's Lumpy. Lumpy uh, walked in. Hey, hey Lumpy. Lumpy. Hey, Pastor. Welcome hey, back. Hey, Evan. How are you? Oh, yeah. Hey, I was wondering. Again. Sorry I'm late. You know, we have this, this co-host, Table Talk Radio, that nobody really likes. Uh, do you have any free time? Do you want to be the new co-host of Table Talk Radio? I do have some self-respect, Evan. Thanks uh, for asking. I understand. No. I I don't blame you one bit. <laughs> <laughs> All hey, right. Lumpy. Hey, hey, hey. What what uh what what do you uh got going on? Uh, checking out some more Methodists or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm checking out. I'm I'm still trying to track down the question. Does the Methodist Church have the sacraments? Now, the the reason um uh this is so tricky is because uh we were asking because you guys are Lutheran. So I was doing a little, the Lutheran job and I was asking, do the Methodists have the body and blood of Jesus? Now, that in itself is a tricky question, but I've been exploring this other question then is, can you have the sacrament without having the body and blood of Jesus? In other words, can the sacrament be a means of grace if Christ's body and blood are not present? Now, you see, that's a bit of a tricky question. 
So the Methodists have inherited, uh, seemingly, from John Calvin through the Anglicans, they've inherited the, the doctrine of the spiritual presence, so that Christ is spiritually present but not physically present, and he is received by faith. This is the... This is why the Lutherans came along and invented the Manducatio Indignorum. Remember that? The Vaguely. eating of the unbeliever? Because they say that the, it's a reality. It's not just something that's made present by faith. But the Wesleyans and the, and the Calvinists will talk about the means of grace. Um, and what they mean by that, we have to figure out. So I found a, a John Wesley sermon. Um, this is... Uh, Sermon number, I think, 16 in the collection of Wesley sermons, and it's titled simply, The Means of Grace. So I'm going to give you a little bit of this, and I'm going to see what you make make of it. Uh, Wesley preaches, But are there any ordinances now, since life and immortality were brought to light by the gospel? Are there, under the Christian dispensation, any means ordained by God as the usual channels of his grace? This question could never have been proposed in the apostolical church unless by one who openly avowed himself to be a heathen. The whole body of Christians being agreed that Christ has ordained certain outward means for conveying his grace to the souls of men. Their constant practice set this beyond all dispute. For as long as all that believed were together and had all things in common, Acts 2.44, they continued steadfastly in the teaching of the apostles, in the breaking of the bread, and in prayers, Acts 2.42. But in the process of time, when the love of many waxed cold, some began to mistake the means for the end, and place religion rather in doing those outward works than in a heart renewed after the image of God. They forgot that the end of every commandment is love out of a pure heart with faith unfeigned, the loving the Lord their God with all their heart and their neighbors of themselves, etc. <coughs> so, uh, you got it so far? Uh, no. <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. Uh, all right, so he says, are there means of grace? And Wesley says, yes, there's means of grace. But what happened in the history of the Christian church is that the means became the ends. It was just a matter of coming to these means ah, I uh, see. And okay. instead of using them for the end of love. So, the, uh, okay, so here, the, the, the means don't justify the end. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Something go, like that. go on, go on. I don't think, actually, this has anything to do with justification. <laughs> okay. Now, in the following discourse, Wesley says, I propose to examine at large whether there are any means of grace. Now, we'll just get highlights here. By means of grace, I understand outward signs, words or actions, ordained of God and appointed for this end, to be the ordinary channels whereby he might convey to men, preventing, justifying, or sanctifying grace. So that the means of grace are three, have three, uh, this is now Lumpy commenting, there's three different kinds of uh, grace. There's preventing grace, justifying grace, and sanctifying grace. Got it? Mm-hmm. Writing them down. I uh, use this expression, means of, for your sermon on Sunday, I use this expression, <laughs> means of grace, because I know none better, because it's been generally used in the Christian church for many ages, in particular by our own church, which directs us to bless God both for the means of grace, the hope of glory, and teaches us that the sacrament is an outward sign of an inward grace, and a means whereby we receive the same. Now, the chief of these means of grace are prayer, Ooh. whether in secret or with a great congregation, searching the scripture, which implies reading, hearing, and meditating on them, and receiving the Lord's Supper, eating uh, bread and drinking wine in remembrance of him. Mm. And these we believe to be ordained by God as the ordinary channels of conveying grace to the souls of men. 
Got it? Yes, so the three means of grace are prayer, scripture reading, and the Lord's Supper. Okay. Um, when Wesley, to summarize what you said before, would Wesley say that that uh, we did once have a other understanding of grace, uh, a means of grace, but because um, men treated them as, as the only uh, the end game, so to speak, that God then changed what the means of grace were? Well, no, I don't think so. Um, oh, because you're because you're saying his list doesn't have baptism in it. Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, no, well, that's a good point too. Um, no, I was saying that uh, uh, he said that 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 men started treating the ends of grace, uh, the means of grace, as an end. Right, right. So, uh, in other words, you know, in the Catholic Church, it was just about coming to church and he, and receiving the Lord's Supper. Kind of an ex. It's a kind of a uh, accusation against the ex opere operato. Right. Uh, but but here it's um. Uh, he says we have to realize that the, what God is giving us grace for is that we would be more holy. <laughs> now, in the weird sort of thing, it's almost precisely the same Catholic, as the Catholic doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> but but my question is, is John Wesley then oh. saying that that God has changed with the means of grace are then because of how men have treated the means of grace? Uh, no, I think he would say that these are what the means of grace always were from the beginning, as as much as I can tell. Okay. But it is interesting right. that, that baptism is not in that list, isn't it? It is. Baptism isn't mentioned in the whole sermon. Uh, now, so uh, what, here's here's a question for you, Lumpy. Uh, this yes. might this might uh, go outside your research for today. But then, why would you have Methodists who baptize infants? <laughs> well, they have baptism, but it's just—is it a means of grace? See, I mean, can, can it be? Uh, now, our, our well, friends, would, would you have infant baptism if it's not a means of grace? Um, yes, <laughs> because um, well, here's what the articles of religion say about it. Um, baptism is not only a sign of profession and a mark of difference, whereby Christians are distinguished from others that are not baptized, but it's also a sign of regeneration or new birth. So it's a symbol. I guess that's what all these means of graces are: is just simply symbols. But here's the thing. Uh, you, you know, you, baptism. Uh, the Lutherans have this doctrine that baptism joins you to Christ. But what if you have the doctrine that baptism doesn't join you to Christ, but rather joins you to Christ's people, joins you to Christ's body as church? See, mm. and if that's your doctrine, it doesn't need to be a means of grace. It's a it's gotcha. a covenantal sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And and that's what our friends the Calvinists uh, really like to say when they baptize. Babies, it's not a it's not a mark of you partaking in Christ. It's a mark of you partaking in Christ Church. Uh, any comments on that, Pastor Charmley, can be sent to Lumpy Chucklebuns. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, do, we have, do we have an email set up for him yet? No, we ought to get one. All right, Lumpy Chucklebuns PI at Table Talk Radio. Well, unfortunately, we are almost out of time for the segment. What? So that's that first segment was a complete waste of time. That second one was not so bad. <laughs> so we might have to. Do you want to play Witch Use next week, or do you want to? Yeah, we'll we'll hold it for next week, and we'll get straight to praise song crunching. You How can look that? forward to that. Well, let me tell you, playing Witch. Yes. You no, know, we want to make sure that I'm at the top of my game when we play uh, name that. You- <laughs> Cause this is this is a tough game, you know. It's, yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. Oh man. All right, praise song cruncher only on Table Talk Radio. Right after this, but no way. Always leave them wanting more, right? <laughs> <laughs>
pets were harmed in the making of this show. Well, physically harmed. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. It's time for the Praise Song Cruncher. If you want to play along, you can do so by going to tabletalkradio.org. And on the homepage right there, you have the Praise Song Cruncher 2.0 right there in plain sight. You can click on that and uh, play along with us. So you have a little something to read here, uh, Pastor? Yeah, I was looking at the – by the way, you know, I'm uh, as I'm on the hunt for mysticism, I'm also on the hunt for fellow anti-mystics. And I found this uh, – in fact, a member of my congregation sent me this – a newsletter from Greg Kokel, the Stand to Reason guy, and he he has is a great. Does God whisper? Uh, is the name? It's a two-part article. You can find it on his. I don't know what you know. Stand to Reason. You can find it on the website and uh, find this thing. Does God whisper? And his answer is no. God doesn't whisper. He's talking about this listening prayer. You know how prayer is two-way conversation. Everybody says this kind of stuff. So you speak to God and then you quiet yourself and listen for God to respond and you get impressions or whatever. Mysticism. Yes. Focus on top of it. So you're not the I only like one on this on this mystic track, huh? Nope. That's too bad. Anti-mystic track. Oh, yeah, that's Anti-un-ah-non-mystic uh, track. <laughs> uh, I right. could you do a shirt like this. I'm a I'm a what was it? I'm just a ah mystic. A a mystic. How, how would you how would you pronounce that? <laughs> a mystic. Mystic. We've identified mysticism as the false error. You can't um, use your own buzzword. Come on. I, that's really a cool buzzword, though. The false error of a, of a, of a, of every heresy. Ah, Luther helped us out with that. Remember that when Luther says enthusiasm clings to our nature, um, and it's the source and strength of every heresy. So anyway. Yes. All right. Smart, Let's Luther. do the praise song cruncher, shall we? Yep. So this is a five question, although it's kind of been beefed up in the in the in the 2.0 version. Uh, when is the when is the praise song crusher 2.0 coming out of its beta stages? Stages is it? I is don't it, know. We, we're still released? testing. This is still testing. Maybe this will be our last test. Okay. So the first question is Jesus mentioned. But uh, you know what? You you know that old phrase that the uh, who uses this? The libs always like to say, "Always reformed, always reforming." Have you heard that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of like uh, that, that. That's they were uh, that. In other words, the church is always in beta <laughs> stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so we better get this out of uh, we better get this out of beta pretty quick. That's here, true. So no we we're always reforming. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. No. Uh, if it's yes, is it name or concept? Number two is mystical form. Uh, you have two headings in here. Truth. Does the song use sentences with subject, verb, and object? Is it the song? Is the song? Uh, is the song full of impressions or assertions? And then uh, repetition. Is the song repetitive, using the same phrases over and over? Uh, there's a one to ten. Ten very mystical. Uh, one not. Three is mystical content. Uh, there's immediate. Does the song talk about the immediate experience of God, seeing, touching, feeling God directly? Uh, romance is a song used romantic imagery uh, as a sign to God. Number three, uh, the loss of self. Does the song talk about losing our identity 
being lost in God, absorbed, consumed, and engulfed? <laughs> uh, are we surrendering, abandoning ourselves, etc.? Uh, By the way, uh, you know how you have page two up here? I'm just noticing this. Page two of the Praise Song Cruncher yeah. is, uh, is my own notes so that I would remember uh, to write some more on this, not necessarily for everybody here. Yeah, I think I, remember, I think I remember you saying that. Anyway. <laughs> you don't care? You want everyone you to know my incomplete you want, thoughts. You want me to take it down or what? You'll see, you'll see how I write in uh, the page two, how I myself write in impressions and not <laughs> That's number ironic. four is law and gospel, and then so is there law and gospel? They rightly divided. Wait, wait, do, you and want, then, do you want to finish mystical content before you go on? Into oh, law I thought you finished it. I just got lost of self. Oh, okay. Internal and subjective is the action of the si- song inside of me, uh, and then subjective is a song about the things God has done or about me. That, that's uh, one to ten, also, right? Yep. Then uh, law and gospel, so is law and gospel there, rightly divided, etc. And then, is the power of God emphasized over the mercy of God? That's the new thing in this one. And then finally, is there any explicit false teaching already, not already addressed? All right. The power of God emphasized over the mercy of God. That's nice. All right. All right, so the first uh, praise song cruncher we have today, let me pull up my, uh, my email here. Uh, do you have it there? It's a song of hope. I wanted to read the email. Yep, we got it here. Okay, go ahead and read it. Um, my fiance was in Lethbridge visiting her born-again Baptist family and attended church with them against her better judgment. She was not at all impressed by the worship and content of the service. Could you please crunch this song that she said they sung twice, once at the beginning and once at the end? Song of Hope by Robbie Saban. Thanks, thanks and have fun. Your Lutheran Musjavian listener. Oh, here. Uh, SVP is a French abbreviation that means s'il vous plaît or please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't even see that abbreviation in the letter. It's in the subject line. Oh, which oh, okay. I deleted when I sent to you. <laughs> I get it. Oh, there it is, though. Cruncher, crunch this SVP. SVP. All right. Please. So here you go. Under it almost, it, the abbreviation for please in French is almost as long as the whole word in English. <laughs> it's because the French have more time. they got more time on their hands. They just talk all day. All right. This is a Song of Hope. Here it is. Whoa, man. You can see what it did at the beginning and end. That is Song of Hope. Uh, All things new, I can start again. Creator God calling me your friend. 
Uh, sing praise, my soul, to the maker of the skies, a song will raise. I will sing a song of hope, sing along. Uh, God of heaven, come down, heaven, come down, just to know you and to be loved is enough. God of heaven, come down, heaven, come down. Sing. Oh. How interesting. Yeah. <laughs> this is an interesting uh, little specimen of a praise song. Here. Well, it makes it interesting. Uh, well, I think that will unfold as we crunch this dude. All right, Jesus. Is Jesus mentioned? Uh, no. No Jesus. Huh? Huh? Now, here, so God is mentioned by a handful of different titles. God of heaven, um, creator God, maker of the skies. I could make an argument for Jesus being mentioned. Where? The God of heaven come down. No, 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 no. <laughs> because it's not, that come down is not a part of the title. That's a command. It's an imperative. <laughs> it's saying God of heaven, come down. <laughs> okay. it, it, now, if you would have said the God of heaven came down, do you see that? That's yeah. what's so interesting. <laughs> God of heaven came down. That would be Jesus, the incarnation. I mean, it could be. It wouldn't be clear, but it, it had the possibility. But it's not. It's saying, God of heaven, come down right now because we're singing to you. <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is perfect mysticism. I mean, why not say, hey, the God of heaven came down, took on my flesh, by the way, died for me, went up so that I can go up there. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but you're, but you're, it's doing something different. Hey, God, you're way up there, but we'd like you to come down right here with us right now because we're singing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right, what else? So no Jesus. Okay. What happens next then? Uh, mystical form. Okay. Truth. Does the song use sentences or sentence fragments? Is it full of impressions or assertions? Uh, I see most... Well, let's see. Hmm. Look at this. Here, here's the course. All things new. I can start again. Yeah. Creator God, calling me your friend. Sing praise my soul to the maker of skies. A song will rise. That's half sentence, half not sentence. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, 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 you know, there's some and, sentences. And in even here. in the verses when you have sentences, like I will sing a song of hope, it's broken. The next, before you get the next, next sentence, it's sing along. Mm-hmm. God of heaven, come down. Heaven, come down. <laughs> it's a lot of short... There are some short sentences because it's, this is an imperative song. So this is telling God... This is one of these, hey, God, if you uh, if you want some advice, we'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and is it repetitious? Yes. It's repetitious. So mystical form, this is going to be about a seven. Okay. Seven. Yeah, I think seven is a good number for this. All right, now uh, the next question is uh, mystical content. How are we doing? Um, I see uh, the the immediate of of God. Yeah, so God is near. Uh, he's coming down. Um, it is enough. So that's there. Romance, just to know you and be loved, is enough. Now that's not explicitly romantic, but that's the idea. Um, the friend of God, etc. Loss of self is not here. I don't see it. Internal, yes. So, and it's subjective. It's extremely subjective. It's not talking about the objective work of God. It's talking about this thing that God is doing in me. He's making my dark night bright. Aha. All right. We will finish this crunch of Song of Hope. Uh, and then next up we have I Lift My Eyes Up. You're listening to the Praise Song Cruncher on Table Talk Radio.
Radio. For those who have tried everything else to get a good night's sleep. All right, it's time uh, to finish this cruncher. Where are we at? We're, we're crunching the song uh, uh, "Song of Hope," uh, sent to us by our Mushavian listener. And um, uh, th- by the way, did you take out the language of uh, of the uh, hypnotic mantra? Yeah, I did. Oh, you, just to appease our Mushavian listeners, huh? Yes. All Look, right. man, I I want when uh, when we go to Moose Jaw, I want things to go well because things <laughs> could go bad, you know. We need to we, have a table talk radio broadcast from Moose Jaw. I think that would we, be great. And then we're sitting at dinner afterwards with our Moose Javian listener, and all of a sudden I'm getting tired. <laughs> and then I'm standing on the table, you know, clucking <laughs> like a chicken or something. I do not want that to happen. And he'd go, "Now this is a mantra." <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Um, so we got high mystical content, I think. Um, I'm going to put it at, uh, I mean, it could be worse, but I'm going to put it at eight. Eight, okay. And then? Eight and a half, maybe. Eight, eight point four. Put down eight point four. Eight point four. All right, law gospel. Now, um, hmm, 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 no. No, in fact, I do not think there's any law or gospel here. All right. And it's th- cold in my office this morning, if you were wondering about that. It was That's just about that. temperature in your studio. I don't it's see any law or gospel. Uh, all right. Do you see any law? Do you see any mention of sin? No. Do you see any mention? I mean, in my darkest night, that's about as close as it gets to law. You brighten up the skies. Now, no, notice, by the way, that because we're not singing of Jesus... We are just singing of God, the generic God. So our question that we sometimes ask, could this song be sung by a Muslim or the Buddhist or the uh, Hindu or, or, or whatever, or, uh, or our Jewish friends? Yes, is the answer. This song, which I don't wonder sometimes if these, I mean, these groups, they write these songs and they're like, ah, yeah, that'd be all right if, you know, a Mormon can sing it. That'd be cool. Hmm. I mean, everyone can sing it. That, it's, by the way, is not cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that clarity. Is there any exp- explicit false teaching? The answer is uh, no, that I don't think so, that there's not any false teaching here. So once again, the pr- cruncher has done its job. True enough. All right, we have another one then. Uh, let me Hold on, let me say you're welcome in French. Well, okay, let's, uh, let me get, do the translator here. Hold, you, so... Okay, Let's why, listen to this other song while I try to figure out how to say you're welcome. Well, I was going to read the, the email from Jeremiah. Uh, he says, I wanted to suggest a praise song cruncher that I'm fairly sure hasn't been crunched yet. It's I Lift My Eyes Up, Psalm 121. Here's a okay, YouTube video link. Okay. Uh, would love to hear your take on it since it touches on the issue of praise songs, loose use of psalms. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. This would be good. He says, also, I'm curious if anyone has looked into upgrading or up, excuse me, updating the praise song cruncher list posted online. Uh, yeah, sorry, Jeremiah. That's been. Uh, it's yeah. He said it's good through June of last year. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that soon. Sorry about that. I think we've made a little bit of progress. We? <laughs> All right, we'll try to update our our praise song cruncher list. I think I did that once and haven't touched it since. So, we will work on that. But here is uh, I lift my eyes up as requested by Jeremiah. 
That, by the way, was performed by our friend of Table Talk Radio, Brian Dirksen. Hey. Yeah. Brian. Uh, he didn't write way, it, though. Here... That, that song is old as dirt, at least in the uh, praise song world, <laughs> which is like 10 or 15 years ago. <laughs> that's right. Hey, hold on a minute. I got to I gotta uh, say something here. Ready? <laughs> Whoops, that's too loud. Let me turn this down. Ready? Yeah. That means you are welcome for crunching that praise song. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> what do you mean that was awesome? You mean awesome? Did no, you I mean to say awesome? awful? The, the, just too loud and just, it was miserable to listen to. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Okay, just stop. Just, just, just lie down. Just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now, this uh, you've heard this one before, right? I lift my eyes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, this is a quotation of Psalm 121. So, how can we uh, how can we say anything negatively about it because it's quoting Scripture? Well, the first uh, stanza is quoting Scripture. I lift up mine eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help uh, um, it comes from you, maker of heaven and earth. Um my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So the first stanza is that. But then when it breaks off into the, uh, what's the thing called? The chorus. Uh, this, oh, how I need you, Lord. You are my only hope. You're my only prayer. It it de- simply departs from the psalm. That's not part of the psalm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, in fact, the psalm, the, and this is a beautiful psalm. I mean, Psalm 121 is um, is one of the most beautiful. I, I use this one all the time uh, for devotions when people are, just about to go into um, surgery or something, because it says, uh, the, the Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade at your right hand, the Lord will preserve you from all evil, he shall preserve your soul, and then this, behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep, so even, you know, during surgery, you're under, you get knocked out, uh, but the Lord is not asleep, he's still there, so... um uh, uh, this is a, a psalm of marvelous comfort and marvelous promises. But all those promises are simply lost uh, in the chorus. Oh, how I need you, Lord. You're my only hope. You're my only prayer. So I will wait for you to come and rescue me, to come and give me life. So the promises that the psalm has are um, are changed uh, uh, to to please uh, the, the 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 assurance is taken is taken away simply. This is this this is actually really amazing to see. Hmm. All right. So Jesus is Jesus mentioned? Um, no, no Jesus. Uh, maker of heaven and earth, creator, creator of the earth. Uh oh, creator, creator of the earth. How I need you, Lord. You're my only hope. Hey, Jesus is right there, creator of the earth. <laughs> Are you denying that the second person of the Trinity was not involved with the? Uh, no, I'm not. No, I am denying that it's it, it's in the song. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I mean, we okay. Look, th- that that's actually quite an interesting thing, because one of the things with the praise song is that we bring our own theology to it. Uh, so we are pulling out orthodoxy w- where <laughs> where that's not none was that's simply not there. <laughs> so of course Jesus is the creator of heaven and earth. But uh, you know, does the um, does the Native Americans sing about the Great Creator? Yes. And do they mean Jesus? No, they do not mean Jesus, even though we know better. Okay. But okay. in so in so far as this quote scripture, 
<laughs> did the did the psalmist intend Jesus when he said? Uh, yes, in fact, that is a great point. The psalmist <laughs> did intend Jesus. I mean, so, so I'm, let me look at the psalm a little bit more. Um, Behold, he who keeps Israel—that's Jesus. The Lord is your keeper. That's the divine name. That's Jesus. He—he is your shade at your right hand. He's your—he shall preserve you from evil. He'll preserve your soul. This is yes. This is Jesus. That's being. Uh, spoken of here. But the problem is you get in the praise song so often as songs like these, not Jesus but this generic mention of God. And you know what they use for uh, uh, um, kind of uh, proof that that's a good idea is the Psalms. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But okay. the Psalms are talking to Jesus. Number two, uh, mystical form. Does it use a subject, verb, and object? Is it repetitive? I think it is repetitive. It's it's one of these songs that you sing over and over. Right. So I wait for you to come and rescue me. Come and give me life. No, it's not particularly mystical in form, though. I mean, it is repetitive. So let's put it at a... Um, yeah, we should say, by the way, in the clip that you heard, that was the entire song, and you just repeat those two things over and over. So. Yeah. Right. So okay. repetitive. Let's put it at a. Let's put it at five. Okay. Mythical content. Um. It. It's not romantic. Move it's a little not, quickly here, by the way. Okay. Uh. It is immediate though, and and it is sub- completely subjective. There's no loss of self here. No. No romance. Um. It's not necessarily. Well. It's not necessarily internal, but it is subjective. Look, you. I'm. I'm waiting. Come and rescue me. Come and give me life, etc. Okay, what number would you give it? Um, let's give it a seven. All right, and then law gospel. No law, no gospel. Uh, any explicit false teaching? No false teaching. Okay, so how this one fare on the cruncher? <clears throat> oh, we were criticized oh. by the way because we don't draw conclusions. So how would oh, you yeah. how would you rate this one at the end? This one is crunched. All right. What about the previous one, Song of Hope? Uh, also crunched, even worse crunched. <laughs> All right. It's even crunchier. <clears throat> That's it. Uh, thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. I am going to go back to bed. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, my thing is not coming. Uh, Table des Pointes de Amicius de Radio, Sans Von Velour. You've been listening I mean, to Table, Table Talk, Talk Radio. Radio points are the views expressed on this show are that of the host and do play. not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like your feedback on today's show. Call us toll-free, 1-800-385-SOLA. That's 1-800-385-SOLA. Or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. You can listen again to this show or any of our past shows on our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.